Welcome to the Recovering Babylonians podcast, episode two, session one. Well, AJ, the button pusher, and myself are all going to discuss some of the core tenets of how we live our lives, just so you might be able to understand us a little bit better on this road to recovery. We, <laughs> I know I do. I'm sorry. It's okay. You know, we broke the yeast feast. Oh, we broke the, the no yeast feast. The no yeast, yeast feast. Week. This last week. Yeah, it was great. How'd you break um, it? I, yeah. So <laughs> on Sunday after work, I was leaving the store I was at and I knew that there was a Krispy Kreme around the corner close to it on my way home. Right. So yeah, I stopped in the. <laughs> I pulled that. I pulled that donuts. truck into Sam's Club parking lot, even though I wasn't supposed to. Oh no. I was like I'll be here for a couple minutes. You know, I won't be here that Wait, long. Wait, your truck? The work truck. You were driving your truck truck? Yeah, yeah. I was I was leaving because it was over there. Nice. I was like, I'm not going to drive all the way back on this side of town just yeah. to get it. You know. So I, I pulled in the Sam's parking lot, you know, parked, ran in, got a dozen. I got some glazed. I got some chocolate. Oh, I got yeah. some oh, yeah. pink sprinkles, strawberry sprinkles. And man, they were good. But Chris yeah, Green. me me and the girls and, and the wife, we all, <laughs> we ate all 12 of those, all four of us. We all had at least three. Like, were you craving them? Were you craving the yeast before? Like the, the I kind of was. I was like, well, we broke the, we broke the fast the night before with, with uh, Mexican food. And I was like, okay, we had, I had nachos. Oh, they yeah, had tortillas. So I was like, I was still fasting from it. I was like, come on. The girls had nachos too. Jordan had a uh, quesadilla. Oh, yeah. okay. So, and yeah. so. So most of y'all were still My wife had a quesadilla. And <laughs> so we, you know, she she was able to eat it, but <laughs> the way I did it was uh-huh. uh you know, got those donuts the next morning and that was great. I mean, it's not the it's best, the, obviously not a great breakfast, but well, I mean, we come went on, for but it. then it depends on what your definition of a great breakfast is. I mean, did you enjoy it? It was an enjoyable That was a great, that's a breakfast. great breakfast, yeah. What about you? What'd you do? For oh my gosh. So we were on our way home Saturday night. Um, and we had to stop at Crest and buy some uh, buy some dinner rolls for right. where we were going for dinner that night. And oh yeah, I remember. I, that's, yeah, that, I guess that was mine too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we, uh, we, my wife found the hostess mini donuts that covered in chocolate. Oh. And bought a bag of those, and we ate half the bag on the way on, on a five-minute drive <laughs> down the street, just just stuffing them in. I was driving; she was just That's feeding hilarious. them to me as I was going down the road. That was awesome. It was so good. And then, and then dinner that night was like a turkey, a twenty-pound turkey, and dinner rolls. Yeah, so we, sh- we shared a twenty-pound turkey among six adults and three kids, and it was perfect. <laughs> so much gravy and meat. I stuffed a whole brown potato in my mouth. It he did. Great. It was amazing. It was a very, very beautiful sight. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. I hope you, it was cooked, right? It yeah. was cooked, right? Well, yeah, it was yeah. a raw no, potato. No, it didn't have dirt on it still. Of course it <laughs> no. I mean, it still had dirt. Yeah, but then that's fair. It tasted like dirt. It tasted like dirt. Well, I guess I guess that means that that's how I broke mine, too, was, was those Hawaiian dinner rolls. But I... Uh, uh-huh. Those are good. It was interesting. We we had gone camping last week. And then when we got back on Thursday, my wife was like, I'm not going shopping. Yeah. For anything. I mean, it's still unleavened and stuff like that. It's not like I can go buy a loaf of bread right now. And then we ran into the Shabbats and we were like, we're not buying anything. That's not, And then we came home. 
ate that that night on uh, Saturday night. Saturday night, yeah. And then it was interesting. Uh, everybody went to a, the, the engagement party on yeah. Sunday. Yeah. And I stayed here. My mother-in-law showed up and brought me a loaf and a half of bread. Nice. Like just white bread. Oh. And I'm like, great. Because we don't have any bread in the house at all. That's awesome. <laughs> The stable. She's like, yeah, I only need Praise half a loaf. Praise God, he provides. <laughs> he provides. <laughs> yes, he does. He provides the leavened agents. <laughs> That's great. Uh, but yeah, it just showed up, and I was like, all right, I guess I can let it in my house now. Yep. You get so you get so wrapped up in like what can't be there, what's it's not there. It's real tough. It's real tough. I heard uh, somebody, one of our friends, he uh, he was at work, and his Ooh. work buddy had a uh, like a Chick-fil-A breakfast biscuit uh -huh. had an extra one and yeah. handed it to him and you know he's in that work mindset and he just ate it the whole oh, thing without realizing man. he felt so bad That's about funny. it I was he's like, like Dude, I'm focused I was not focused I'm so sorry well I mean it wasn't in his house so. <laughs> I mean, but yeah no leaven found in your house it came back in his stomach oh man <laughs> now at that got... point it's not it's not leavening agent right oh. <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, if you vomit back up, is, are the yeast going to fly around? <laughs> oh, it's just the curiosity. Oh, you never man. know. You never know, man. So anyways. Yeah. What What are the recovering Babylonians about? <laughs> what are we about? What are we about? We're, well, no, we're, we're over here talking about all this. What are we, what are we what about? Are, what are we about? Yeah. Well, I mean, you can obviously say a sense of our morality mm -hmm. and our, our, our faith. Our faith and what we what we deem well okay so let's start with this guys what, uh let's let's kind of define our faith yeah right and just so we can get it out there and so everybody here in radio land we we are professing what you would call christians mm. yes just that label doesn't necessarily fit our particular thing We're, we would call ourselves law-abiding christians or uh biblical uh what, what was a biblical fundamentalist that's good. How about that's that? A, that's a good way to say it. Yeah, that's the, nice that's the best way to kind of say it. I kind of like the law-abiding Christian. The law-abiding well, Christian. But doesn't every Christian abide by the law? Well, that's true. Well, that's true. Some do to what some they degree, don't think that they do, yeah. and they do what they want to do, and they... Mm -hmm. I don't remember what Paul said. I'm just, I don't remember. He says, that which I don't want to do, I do, and that which I, I do, do, I do I not want, want to do. do. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Is there the law um, working in my members. Oh, but... <laughs> So yeah, let's kind of define that. What do you guys really kind of think? I mean, we we believe in a singular monotheistic God named Yahweh, who then became flesh, came down as our salvation, which we call him by his name, Yeshua, which is Hebrew for salvation. But you guys know him as Jesus, and we do too. Yeah. So yes. we're like we're not we don't really care about the name or anything like that. It's who you're praying to. It is, it is Jesus the Christ, the Messiah, the Lord and Savior. It's Amen. the authority in which you are professing. Exactly. It's the exactly. authority behind the character that you, you know, that you uphold. Yep. There you go. That's exactly right. There you go. And so we do profess that. Now, however, uh, our morality is based on the actual instructions of God. So our morality runs parallel to what? How would you say our morality runs? Well, I, I would probably say that our morality runs you know, pretty uh, parallel to first century Jewish believers like, like Yeshua was, like all of his disciples, um, and then all of those that followed 
directly after mm-hmm. who they were following. They abided by the law of Moses, but you know, Jesus tells us that you know, soon you won't worship in Jerusalem and you won't worship on this mountain, but you'll worship in spirit and truth. Mm-hmm. Right. And you know we you know we seek to uphold the spirit of that law, which as Deuteronomy tells us, is not too far from us. It's not up in heaven that someone has to go get it for us. It's not down, you know, below the earth that someone needs to go down to get it, or out in the sea that someone has to find it. But it's near to us. It's in our mouth. It's in it's in our minds, and we are able to keep it. We're able to do it. It's there. It's not too hard for us. And it's Jesus not burdensome. Says, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not burdensome. He says his yoke is light. It's it's not a burden. Yeah, um, I've never found being commanded to rest a burden no yeah you know being commanded by my god to rest and so uh we we observe like a seventh day sabbath like the you know god created the heavens and the earth in the first six days and all that was in it and then rested and was refreshed on the seventh day not to be confused with seventh day adventism because we are not that (laughs) well well, y'all know i i mean we're one of those like denomination is a dirty word in our mouth, really. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's kind of like, you know, get biblical. <laughs> like, what does yeah. the Bible say? What does like, the Bible say? How the does Bible. the Bible define that? And for us, I guess the best way would you say, little John, that our morality is defined by the very instruction of God? Yes, but also a little deeper than that. Also, it's it's not just the instruction of God like we find in the Old Testament, but also that. Uh, that love for one another that we share. The Old Testament? You mean the First Testament? The First Testament. Okay, right. Okay. Sorry, the First Testament. <laughs> um, there's, there's, it's a, it's a twofold thing. Yes, the, the law is the, the law is the, the uh, physical of it. The physical of it, like the actual the outward of expression exactly. of those kinds of things. But the, the morality of it takes place internally. Somebody can do something because they're told to do it all day long, but if it's not actually a part of who they are because they want to love one another and they want to care for each other like like brothers, then there's no point in doing it. If, if you're just uh, listening to something because you're told to mm-hmm. and you don't have meaning behind it, What's the point in doing it? So the meaning is a description of our own faith, correct? Though? Yes. I mean, our faith is there. If we, we're not going to be obedient if we don't have faith. Yes. We are saved by faith, faith in the grace of the blood, of the, you know, that whole yes. thing. And we wholeheartedly believe that. Mm-hmm. And therefore, very much wrapped up in not only the defining morality, but this thing that, like, like AJ said, it was spirit and truth. The spirit and truth, would you think... That is what defines the morality, the spirit and truth of the instruction of God, yes. why it's there. The, the heart in it. The heart in the it. The heart in it. That defines it. That's what makes it... That's what makes it worth doing. Well, and that's, that's also what, you know, in the First Testament, in, you know, in the law, it does tell us, you know, in Deuteronomy 10, 16, it says, circumcise, therefore, the foreskin of your heart. Yeah. Um, that is really the core of what we were meant to do from the beginning. Um, but just like Adam, we weren't 
our flesh does, does not desire that. You know, sometimes right. sometimes our flesh gets in the way, and you know, Jesus came to show us the right manner in in which to to walk. To walk and mm-hmm. to yeah, to walk the walk, not just talk. Not just talk the talk, but walk, walk <laughs> Not just talk know? the not talk. Not just talk the talk. Lord, so, do we not profess your name? Do we not cast out demons in your name? And he yeah. says, uh, get away from me. I never knew you. You yes. who do lawlessness. Yes, exactly. So you can talk the talk, but I mean, we do believe that there is a walk. Yeah. And that path that you walk on is narrow. We'll think back to the Pharisees and what Yeshua said about that, what Jesus said about that. The Pharisees had the law. They had modified it because they didn't want to break it but they didn't have the heart and the love that they wound up rebuking people moving a bed on a on the Sabbath day. Right. They, because they didn't understand his circumstances and why he had to move that bed whenever he was in in uh, the pool of Bethsaida. Yeah. And Yeshua or Jesus healed him. He had to move his bed out of there at that point, but it was a Sabbath day. So the Pharisees that were there rebuked him for it. There was no love in that. You were just healed, dude. Yeah. yeah. And But, you know, you need to keep your bed where it's at. Exactly. There's... <laughs> you need to leave your p- possessions behind. Yeah. You need to yeah. walk your way. <laughs> yeah. Instead of, hey, you were just healed, brother. That's amazing. I mean, exactly. I don't know. Praise I spent, God. It, it depends on how many, like, years I spent on that bed, man. If I've been mm-hmm. down there and laying for the whole time, I might leave everything behind. I might go jump and enjoy <laughs> for the, yeah. in the hills of Jerusalem. Yeah, but think about that. They were asking him to, everything he owned was right there. Yeah, yeah that was it. Right on the side Leave of all of your possessions. Leave your possessions and walk away from it. Oh, yeah. what, it's like, what? no, my the master just told me not to. Yeah. He said, yeah. take my bed and go. Yeah. yeah. He Thank said, you. take my bed and go. Well, He's the master. And the meaning behind it of this, you're no longer a part of this. You're no longer part of this this life. You're, you're no longer identified by the inability to walk. You're not identified by that. And that's like part of the reason why Jesus told him, pick up your bed and, and leave. Get out of here. This is you're no not longer identified. Part of you. You're no longer, this is not a part of you anymore. There you go. That's a very good point. And the Pharisees couldn't see that, didn't choose to see that, and just saw a man who was breaking, breaking the Sabbath. Right. Right. In their context. In their context. It wasn't actually breaking the Sabbath. So for those of you in Radio Land, if you haven't really gathered at this point, we do follow things like biblical feasts, biblical feast days. I mean, the fourth commandment on the tablet of Ten Commandments, or on the tablets of Ten Commandments, is remember the Sabbath day. So when we come up to things like when we're talking about the yeast feast this was the feast of unleavened bread Mm -hmm. or what is commonly called just the passover and so we 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 do this because we honestly believe that like paul said in these feasts the substance of these feasts is jesus the christ and they represent him completely now in future episodes we may even get to the point where we can discuss that with you guys and if you have any questions you can give us comments if you look down in the description below we do have all of our social medias youtube rumble uh, I don't know what else we got. Facebook, Instagram, 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 Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Twitter. They are uh, if you're if you're <laughs> if you're listening to this episode early in our career, we have nothing on them right now. So, but your comment may be the first thing. So let yeah. us know. Yeah, mention mention us on Twitter. I mean, Elon Musk just bought Twitter, and hopefully, <laughs> free speech will return, and yeah, we could we could talk good, about we could small talk tangent. About some... I am ready for Elon to switch over Twitter. I'm ready yeah. to see what he might do to yeah. it. Especially since we'll be able to actually speak about things that maybe aren't. Uh, yeah, maybe a little controversial, but we might we might be able to say the name of Jesus on there. Yeah. So yeah, so mention us in a comment and just 
yeah, if you have a question or if you have a, you know, retort to something we've said, yeah, by all means, bring it to us and let's let's have a discussion let's about discuss it. Discuss it. I mean, yeah, Twitter absolutely. is probably the easiest way to get a hold of us. Oh yeah, be very for sure. very yeah. quick, easy oh, yeah. mentions oh, for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. So don't you know? <laughs> don't you know? Um, but yeah. So our 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 morality, our faith, and our morality, and the law of God, His very instruction, are our, our, our pinnacles in our own life, pinnacles in our own lifestyle. And this leads us to a point of education, a point of what knowledge is going into our heads and things like that. And uh, again, like this could even be a bigger subject that we can expound upon much later. For sure. Yeah. Public schools. Yeah. Ooh, there's mm-hmm. enough stuff in there. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, but our education comes from a point of we're not closed minded. Yeah. We, we are willing to look and see certain things and seek out truth. Like uh, you guys had the quotes from scripture. You know, uh, what was it? Proverbs 20 something? 25. 25 verse 2. It is the glory of God to conceal a matter and the glory of kings to reveal it. And we are a kingdom of priests and kings. So it is our due diligence to be educated on things, be in the world, but hopefully not of it. Not of it. What do you think about that, AJ? While he's texting on his phone. This is not the opportunity. We are doing no, a podcast. I was, I was looking for the Proverbs. It says in Proverbs 22, I was trying to think of the specific verse. But, uh, Proverbs 22, verse 6, it says, Train up a child in the way that he should go. Mm-hmm. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. See, there you go. It was, and it was... so on that subject of education, mm-hmm. um, just coming from you know, educating our children first and foremost in the precepts that jesus gave us through the new testament but also he's the lawgiver the second the testament, testament the, sec- through the, the second testament yeah through the, through the <laughs> first and second testament I i'm mean, not he, busting your bald the, head the same, i'm just saying <laughs> the, the same concept has been you know throughout it's you know but really in the in the second testament when he's you know when god became flesh and dwelt among us he was trying to show us that hey, we're missing something very important mm-hmm. to our faith, and that is love for love. our neighbor. It's love not all about picking up your bed on the Sabbath day. It's about, you were just healed, brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's celebrate with you. Let's get yeah. to it. Let's get happy. So, I mean, training up a child, that's, you get into the Hebrew of that, and it gets really, it gets really deep, but. The Hebrew meanings of the individual words. Train yeah, the up Hebrew child. meanings of that of that word training up. It, it's really like dedicate your child. Yeah. So we have that. We that's. I I I'd have to look it up specifically, but the Hebrew word there is a better way to translate would be to dedicate your child. So f- focus on dedicating your child to the Lord and focus mm-hmm. on. You know, spending like like Deuteronomy six talks about with the Shema. Mm-hmm. And the Shema is a traditional Jewish prayer, but it comes directly from Scripture. Uh, Deuteronomy 6, 4, you know, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Shema Yisrael, Adonai Elohim, Adonai Yeah, so, but then it continues to say, and you shall teach these things to your children as you rise up and as you lay down, as you walk by the way, and all of that type of stuff. So, in every manner of our life, we should be teaching our children. That's the first thing with education, is teaching our children in the ways 
of our God. Because well, we serve the, the Creator God. The Shema yeah. itself is a prayer that's said, and it's said like three times daily by even or even the Orthodox, and then or the Orthodox Jews. And but the thing is, that's also when Christ was asked, "What is the greatest commandment?" Mm -hmm. That was the greatest commandment. Was the Shema. Yep. You know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your heart. Or thought, well, you know what it is. Yeah, yeah. We say it every week. But then the second is like it. And, and I remember our pastor actually said something like, it's not like it's secondary. It's not like it's a subtitle or anything like that. It is just as important to love your God as it is to love your neighbor as yourself. It's not a less than, it's an equal to. Yeah, not a less than, it's an equal to. So when he says, what is the greatest commandment? Mm -hmm. And Christ says these two things, which yeah. are laws in the Torah, in the well, uh, instruction of you God. You can divide up the... Ten Commandments. Four of them are about loving God, and the other six are about loving your neighbor. That's true. If you love your neighbor, are you going to murder them? Are you going to steal from them? Are you going to covet what they want? Or their neighbors, or, or their wife, or their wife, or, or what they have, not their, not what they want. But are you going to, if you love your neighbor, are you going to do those things against them? Are you going to lie about them or lie to them? Sure, you got a point. Yeah, I mean, you got a perfect point there. And so that's why this part of the education, I mean, we want, we're not close-minded to the ideas of uh, outside education, outside things like that. It's, it's just that there is a priority for, especially us, that our children are first educated in the ways of God, in the ways of how he speaks, the spirit and truth of his instruction, but, uh, and, and so are we. I mean, we're, we're adults, but we're still completely we're still babies. We're still babies, and we're learning constantly. I mean, we're <laughs> we're a bunch of yokels trying to put together a podcast, and Mar we want to talk about standing things. up, man. I know. I know Maybe right? I'm crawling. I don't Maybe. Know. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I'm still on milk most of the time. I don't know about meat yet, but... I know my butt hurts. I don't know about you guys. My yeah, glutes are sore. <laughs> yep. I keep falling right back down. That's right. right. But you right keep getting up. That's the important thing. No, we get to keep brought right back up. Brought right back up. We don't have to stay in the grave for a very long time. No, no. You know, and, and about ed education, was that something that they've sent their kids off to do? Or was that something that they taught them all the time at home while they did other things? Was it more this idea of a school system or was it this idea of living? You're talking about like comparing to the ancient Near East or the first century? Yeah, that like was, was a school system like we have it nowadays? Or was it more this, you're going to live your life and we're going we're gonna to live our lives. We're going to go through our daily routines, but we're going to show you how everything... What ties back to God in everything we do. And so I, so on that vein, I will say a little bit just because of, of what I understand about it. In the first mm -hmm. century, they did have that modern Jewish context or that modern Jewish idea of yeshivas, mm -hmm. which are, you, you know, you Jew, Jewish primary schools where yeah. it's like kids go to learn from a rabbi. Yeah. Um, but what are they But learn? in the first century, that was because they didn't have their own Bibles at home that they could read the, the scriptures and study, Sorry. they had to go, send them to somebody to right. to raise them in the word on a detailed basis until they were about 13. But throughout that time at home, they were keeping the Sabbath. They were you know, doing all of the different things, doing the things, Bible things and Bible ways to help it reinforced what they were learning at their school. They were, right. Um, it was almost kind of theocratic, would you say? I mean, like, theocratic, if, 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 yeah. running to a point where the very education of the masses was spoken from their religious text. Yeah. 
and us, we believe wholeheartedly that this is the correct religious, uh, religious text. This is the way to go. And, you know, Yahweh is king. We claim that. Then living our lives as close to that possible, uh, close to that way as possible. I mean, is that more? No, I, mean, yeah, I don't know. Definitely. I mean, there's I, a lot of modern twist for us. Yes. I mean, yeah. we're able to do a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. They would have had to go to like, you know, amphitheaters and, and preach or, you know, on the top of a mountain. Right. There yeah. was literally a public square. Mm-hmm. And right now the public square is online. Yeah. And so this is this is our best attempt at doing that. Speaking of our public square, please check all of our descriptions <laughs> for all of our social media. All of our social media. Shameless plug, shameless plug, shameless <laughs> plug. And there uh, happens to be a PayPal down there too if you want to check that out. Yeah, we oh. we very much you know <laughs> we're hungry when, when we when we meet on these times you know we we have amazing wives but you know sometimes you know times yeah. are tough right now gas prices are gas at prices almost five dollars a up. gallon uh, you know life is a little tough so yeah. you know every little bit helps to get us some uh, man I one of us doesn't it. actually live near the studio I, so. I really <laughs> wish I really wish we had In and Out here where we lived. Because I would love an In-N-Out burger. Just saying. Oh, Animal send style. us In-N-Out. <laughs> Come on, In-N-Out. Send us something. But yeah, no, In-N-Out. In-N-Out, In-N-Out yeah. Animal Style. Get that secret menu going. Animal Style. Oh, man. That's so good. Is it a, is it a secret anymore now that's so yeah, publicly known? It's not technically on their menu, oh, so fair. it's still a secret menu. But the funny thing is is that all their employees know. All their, if you if you order animal style, they know exactly. They know what exactly what that is. And so <laughs> all you, got, all you other, all you all you other, and they're a Christian organization. They if are. You guys didn't know. Are they? That's they pretty are. awesome. Yeah. They. Uh, so yeah, I mean, um, we could definitely use you know some food. So if you just want to send us a little bit to get some food, hey, that's great. We would love that. Uh, uh, maybe maybe we could get Uber. We can get Uber Eats up from Dallas. <laughs> Might be a couple hours, but we Might can do Might be a few it, hours. Maybe it's cold, but you know, whatever. We have <laughs> we got microwaves. 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 That's right. We don't do pagan. Pagans are microwaves. Pagans are microwaves. No, microwaves are pagan. <laughs> Thou shalt not uh, suffer a witch. <laughs> <laughs> and that witch is GE. <laughs> My stainless steel GE in there. It cooks by magic. <laughs> I can't remember who it was. Uh, no, I think it was our pastor. And, uh, uh, it's talking about man cooked by fire, women cooked by magic and microwave. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, That's That's so really yeah, good. I mean, just like continuing on that subject of education, like, you know, we have kids. Um, you're a youngin'. You're not quite there yet. Yeah, but not me there and, yet. Me and Bear have kids. And so just thinking about like, you know, Three what are some of the ways. In the reverse ways, order. <laughs> yeah, in the reverse order. What, do you, what are, what are uh, some of the ways in which you try to implement that idea of just educating your children in not just the ways of God, but just in how to walk in this world. And I can sum it up in one word. Isolation. <laughs> isolation. That's a great idea. You isolate. The best cults in the world start with right? isolation. Oh my God. The best cults no. in the world start with isolation. You remove your kids from any societal influence. <laughs> <coughs> we homeschool. We, we don't necessarily agree with how public school is ran. Um, we homeschool, we, uh, our education consists of, uh, well, I mean, honestly, it's like a 60, 40 split. 40% of it is usually Bible and Bible lesson. And then the other 60 of it is just like regular stuff, you know, uh, math, yeah, math, Arabic word, you know, <laughs> words, math, English, all that kind of yeah. stuff, just how to communicate and deal with society in general. Mm. And, um, but that's one thing that we do. We also 
I mean, it, it sounds like isolation, but we, we eliminate a lot of the way that they uh, intake things. I mean, we, we don't necessarily subscribe to all of the binge-watchy, you know, Netflix and Hulus and Primes and Disney Plus. And, I mean, I'm, it's a long list, but, I mean, go ahead. Look at all of the Paramount, or what's it called now? There's Paramount Plus, Paramount there's Plus. the Peacocks, all kinds, all Disney that. Plus. I mean, there is... <sighs> There's tons of these things, and you can end up spending hundred to two hundred dollars streaming every bit of stuff on demand, whenever you want it, as much as you want. You know, it's just this tons of excess. And is that not Is that not an amazing way of you know modern technology? I mean, it's You're just. Not... A, I mean, I have access to everything. Everything on demand. If I want it, I got it. Is that Cardi B? <laughs> I don't, I don't want really it. Know. I got it. I don't I'm not a it. part of that world, man. No, see, that's the thing. I don't even know. I'm like, I can't even tell if that's Cardi B or not. But that is a very Cardi B. Huh? <laughs> uh, sl shameful celebrity. Shameful celebrity. Okay, I get that. I can see that. Then no, Cardi. We don't want you to sponsor us. <laughs> no. <laughs> you know the reason she's called Cardi? No. Okay, because her older sister was named after some kind of gin. Okay. And she's named after rum. Bacardi? Bacardi. Wow. That's the reason her name's Cardi, because it's Bacardi. I had a friend, so getting on a little tangent, I had a friend like, not <laughs> not based, not their names based on rum or alcohols, but I had a, I had a friend growing up, they were named after vehicles. Mm. And so her sister, I think was like Corolla. What? And her name was Mercedes. Okay, yeah. I can get and Mercedes so and Porsche. I, no, maybe it was Porsche. I don't know. Maybe it was like the name of the the brand, not the. It, it was probably Porsche. It might have been remember. Porsche. I don't know. If she had a couple sisters. They I'm, were I'm, all named after vehicles. One name was Civic, and I. Civic. I, I thought it was interesting. Civic. Civic. No, I'm just joking. This is oh Civic. <laughs> this is my son Chevy Avalanche, <laughs> and my daughter GMC Sierra. <laughs> Sierra's a good name for a girl. Yeah. I understand Mercedes, but we grew up with things like Mercedes. When I realized it was like, like I, I, I remember a girl named Mitsubishi. Mm -hmm. She wasn't even Japanese. It was not. No it way. was like weird. <laughs> That's interesting. Why is your name Mitsubishi? Because my sister's name is Honey. No, Kawasaki. you're from Jacksonville. Kawasaki. <laughs> this is my brother Yamaha. <laughs> I mean, you name yourself like, are you, are you idolizing these products? You're naming your children after them. I named my son Ethan after a psalmist, and my and my older son Jonah after a prophet. There you go. There yeah. You go. I mean, I named name my daughter's name was she was named after the uh, sister in Fast and Furious. Mia. Mia. Oh. <laughs> That's all right. It's not a bad name. That's great. And she's name. gorgeous. And also gorgeous. Greek for first. So there you go. Greek. Yeah. Greek. Oh, Greek. That's Babylon. Yeah. Babylon. Yeah. So much the Babylon. New in the New Testament was written in Greek. In the so, Second you know, Testament. There you go. It's going to take us a second. It's going to take us a second. The New that. Testament. I'm going to rebut your rebuttal. The heresy of Marcion says different. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. Anyway. So, back but, on I mean, to education. I mean, that was the education. And that's, that's another pillar in our day. But we find... This sounds like we have rules in our lives. It sounds like that we're defined by these very things and we, and we have things that block us. I mean, just not to mention, we, yes, we do follow biblical feasts, but we also follow biblical food diets. And, mm -hmm. and we do try to eliminate as much of the influence of the world in on us and try to influence the, lore, the world, the world, yeah. 
with that light. Well, just how Israel was always meant to be. They weren't meant to be influenced. It was actually a it was actually a judgment against Israel for being influenced by the nations. They were meant to lend to the nations, not being not lend. They were meant to lend to the nations, not the nations lending to them. They were meant to influence and be a light and grow the kingdom in such a way that the nations around them would eventually desire to worship yeah. the same God that they did because they, they saw how he worked for them. They saw the, what's the word? The, uh, the just how they, how they, the not the, providence. Not the prophet, but... Yeah, maybe providence is a good yeah, word. The just providence, the how providence. they how they prospered. That's prospered. Yeah, prospered. How they yeah. prospered, and that was the goal: is to see their pro- how they prospered, and for people to be like, "I want that." Yeah, I and I know it, a lot of us Christians have. do see that. A lot of us out there, you guys, you guys know this. You see this, where you 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 hear this story of someone who said, "I came to faith because I saw this person that I knew was filled with the Spirit, and they had the love of Jesus Christ in their heart." You could tell. And they were just like, I don't have that, and I, I desire that. that. Right. Let me fo- let me see what you the hope that is in you. I want to know that hope. Mm-hmm. I want to know that love. I want to know that 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 one you serve. Who is that, and why do you serve him in such a way? Yes. Agreed. Agreed. And, and that's how Israel was always meant to be. And so too America and just the Christian church in general. That's how we were meant to do. We weren't meant to conform to the culture. The culture was. The, des- the hope was for the culture to form to, to mold its it around Christianity. Yeah, agreed. And the faith of you know what the example that Jesus Christ showed us. It was supposed to be the center, not the world, is basically to sum up that. It wasn't supposed to be the world influencing everything. It was supposed to be Israel influencing the world. God's right. people spreading it you know being fruitful and multiplying and 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 that's not just a a having children since that's also a gospel preaching you know yeshua said go out to the world he sent the disciples out two by two and said go and preach the gospel go and and uh and heal the sick and cast out demons and 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 be a light that was the biggest thing being salt and light and and how that Mm. affected everything Mm, salt Salt. Mm. <laughs> how does salt get salty if it loses its saltiness? Yeah. How, do you, how does salt lose its saltiness? That's right. Mm-hmm. You guys know? It, it, the, the sodium at molecules break down and they get spit on. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. What about you, Ian? How does salt lose its saltiness? Oh, man. It loses a, an electro charge. I don't know. I would say it has to become corrupted. How does it become corrupted? I'm curious. I really am curious because it's a rock, and it comes from something well, like un like especially in the ancient Near East. The idea of rocks was that it was that's why there was a covenant of salt. It was a very common thing to because it was because something it they couldn't. understood that God created it, formed it with His own hands. Mm-hmm. Rock was something that's always going to be there. Yeah, and so it I makes mean, you wonder. That's my stone, thought. It would stone have to was be, supposed to be a permanent. It's supposed to be, but stone can be corrupted. Right, we see that with water erosion. It can be corrupted now, like with salt. There, I don't, I don't know, I don't know behind that. That's a very interesting. There thing, might be AJ. something scientific behind. There probably there could be, or there could be something else behind it. I don't know. But uh, what are you looking up there? Well, what are you looking up? Just trying to figure out. Trying to figure trying out. Trying to salt. see if salt can lose its saltiness. It's a very good, uh, very good thing, AJ. I was going to go ahead and let you know. Oh, this is a good one. Oh, there you go. 
um, if salt is defective, uh, it, it has become exposed to atmospheric humidity or rain or water somehow has washed the salty the salt away, leaving other unsoluble minerals behind. So corruption mm. with chaos. Water mm, washing away something washing it away. Waters tends to be connected to the nations. Chaotic. Which is connected to the chaos Ooh. of the other nations. So, so be influenced by the nations, be becoming, in the world, be the worldly person that becoming lukewarm. <gasps> that idea of of that overtaking it, that that lukewarmness, because then it's you guys hearing this. Things. You guys hearing this? Um, you go and look at uh, the petrified forest. That's how the petri- how, that's how wood gets petrified, is it sits in running water for years, and that water pushes the wood out and replaces it with mineral buildup. So that same idea is it's pushing the the, the chaotic the water is pushing that salt out yeah. and replacing it with something else. Or so, something else is just allowed to take its place. Yeah. Ah. Interesting. See, there Some you very go. interesting... We, we see these interesting connections to the spiritual with the physical. Yeah, there is. There's a lot of I that. know that's kind of just a little bit of a tangent, but it's an interesting tangent. It's just, so if you lose your saltiness, it's because you're letting water or something push out your flavor and being replaced with something more worldly. Yeah. Mm. That's how you're lukewarm. Something from Babylon. Some good stuff. Now... Nice. That leads me to my next point, boys. Yes. It sounds like we have a bunch of rules. It sounds like we have a bunch of fences around us, but we have found, like David has said, that this is the perfect law of liberty. Mm-hmm. We are free from being trapped by that process yes. of being replaced and being stuck in the way of letting the wood dissolve away from the tree and being replaced with hard, stony materials. Say something like a stone-covered heart or a stony heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean... The liberty and the freedom in it is that, you know, we don't have to be captured by this world. Yeah. We don't have to be a captive of this world. And that's why he is coming to set us free. We find much freedom in the way that we have our faith established, with the way our morality goes, how we practice in our instruction from God himself. I mean, this is the, these are the pillars of what we believe. I mean, like, do you feel that you're freer now knowing that most of your life has been more converted to something that has a biblical principle to it? I know. So for me personally, a little bit of my testimony is, you know, I dealt with depression for some time and I dealt with, um, you know, bipolar, you know, anger, the anger that mm-hmm. is associated with bipolar disorder. I don't know if I was, I don't know if I was bipolar or I just know that it runs in my, my dad's side of the family. I know my dad, my aunt, my sister, my brother, like multiple people on my dad's side of the family. They are plagued with this bipolar disorder and they've been diagnosed you know, medically with that, with that disorder. But that's why I say because I, I, I developed a lot of the same tendencies in my older in my you know early twenties. I, I developed a lot of those tendencies. Um, so I saw that in my life, and it just was chaos. And I realized that a lot of that came from me living in the world. Mm. But I knew there was something more. Like I knew about Christ, and I knew about these things, but I was seeking my own pleasure, my own desire. And I think it culminated physically. The spiritual 
state of my of my inner being of my soul of the inner man was <clears throat> it was definitely being manifested in a physical way through you know my depression and through my you know bipolar anger which i would say is probably all connected to the same thing it was a way of trapping you it was a way yeah, of keeping you behind yeah. cages and and not free i right. guess would be and the so word when i yeah when i became a christian i that was one of the first things that i i think god really did a big work in me was allow me to not be so angry about just little things and i truly think i was re released from whether it was bipolar or just some effects of things connected to that i i definitely think i was freed from that i definitely mm. felt like it i saw it happen mm. my wife also could see it when we were like when we were still dating she saw those things starting to fall away from me and not getting so easily angered about just so such little things and so yeah i definitely find freedom in my in my in my walk and so through the love that was given to me i have chosen to you know grace upon grace you know that mm -hmm. idea of mm -hmm. he was give, he gave grace to me so therefore i'm doing the best i can to receive to return grace to him and in our context that means like showing love to him Right. But that's all I can give him. I can't give him anything that that he doesn't already have. He is the creator of the universe. He Sovereign is the King most of all. High. You know, he is El Shaddai. He's the all-powerful one. He is. Oh, El Shaddai! That reminds everything. me. Let me remind me after the after we record here. I've got a awesome metal song to show you. <laughs> okay. Cool, yeah, cool. this one that uh, what old Steve uh, Stevo sent me. Yeah. Okay. It's pretty good. So, yeah, with you know, with all of that is like my only way of returning you know, what he's done for me and the gratitude I have for the grace that he's extended to me is to show him love. And the only way that I know how to show him love is what the Bible tells me is be obedient to him. There you go. Seek, yeah. seek to obey the things that he asks us to do. It's not to restrict us in this life. It's not to make our lives more difficult. Uh, it is to set us apart, but it's also to uh, bring us closer to him in some form or fashion. And, you know, Yeshua, you know, Jesus said he is the door, mm -hmm. but we have to walk through that door. That's true. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, he is the door, yes, and he brings us closer to the Father, but our walks also allow us to get closer to that marvelous light that we so desire to follow. I think the best way to probably say it is trying to find the knob. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a good way. I mean, it's like if you're, if you're like, Yeshua is the door, Christ is the door, coming to the door, it's like, you got to be on that path. You've got to be on that straight and narrow. You got to have that light unto your feet. Your word yeah. is a light unto my feet. Yeah. On what? The path that I'm walking on. Yeah. Yep. So to get to that door, to get to that that to finish that race, man, there's a way to walk it out. Yeah. Yep. Now what do you think? Like how do you feel that your liberty like, like what, give me your liberty moment or I mean uh, like like AJ said. Yeah. So like for me, it's it's the constant reminder that I'm not alone in this, that I've always got a companion with me, that um, that no matter what happens with with you know finances, that's been a big thing. Having I having just gotten married six months ago, right? Finances have become a big deal, and having to remember that God has us figured out. Yep. I, I do the best that I can do working a job, making sure that I am taking care of my family the way that I feel led to do. 
but God has us totally. There you go. The uh, the freedom of, of not like like pornography was a big deal in my life, mm. and not having that over my head anymore, not having that burden on my shoulders anymore. Ooh, there you go. Not having something over your head. Exactly. You're free from that. You know, I'm I don't have that on me anymore because my Savior set that captive free. That's set right. me free no from guilt. that no from guilt. that sin. And it's it's things like that and like like AJ said, the the only thing I can give him is my love in return for that. That's the, that's all I can give him back because he's done such a marvelous work in my life and I, I wasn't as in the world as, as you guys. I'm a younger guy. I've been in this walk for most of my life, but Yeah, the rest of us had to had to live in Babylon exactly. just a little bit longer. I've had to watch it from afar but i did have to deal with things in it and not having to have that on on me anymore and that guilt and that sin on me and that's one big thing that i've had to deal with a lot in my life is feeling guilty about that feeling guilty about other things that i've done in my past you know lies that i've told or, or you know thoughts that i've thought that I, I don't have to feel guilty about that anymore because my savior sent me free from that boom are you That's, getting choked up? Are you starting to cry? Yeah. Aww. Sorry. You love Jesus. Aww. Aww. You love Jesus. No, no don't mock. Don't, don't, don't mock. mock. <laughs> but yeah, no, like like that kind of stuff for me, that's that's what makes this worth it. Because I love my Savior. And I, get, I gave him my life whenever I was, you know, eight years old and rededicated it whenever I was 14. And I don't ever intend on leaving him ever. But because of what he's done for me and the love that he's uh, he's given me, so even nice. if the temple crier huh? crows three times, even if the temple crier crows three you, times, you won't deny him. No, you won't deny him. Not once. Not once. Even this yeah. closest dude did. Yeah, I'm just saying. Not bold. It sounds a bit. It sounds a bit arrogant to it me. Smells a bit. <laughs> smells a bit prideful to me. A bit pride I see in you. It's a bit. A bit. But yeah. So for me, it's it's that it's that that I don't have this guilt of sin on me anymore. There you, you go. Know? Not so the biggest free thing. captive. You're not captive to your guilt. No. Nope. Now what about you, Bear? For me, okay. So the freedom that I found in it was this. It was, a, it was for me. For some reason, it, it ended up being a much bigger picture. I have a problem with this with this disunity within the entire body in, in general and. Everybody knows what the disunity is. It's called denominations. Mm. And it's this idea of, you know, you have a better idea, so you're going to split off and have a church because you believe in a different principle or something like that. It's usually dogmatic. It's usually man's doctrine that splits the church. So when it came down to this point of freedom, liberty in it, it's like there is a freedom in saying, let's check the text. Let's check the scripture. Let's go back to it. When, when I, and I do believe that part of uh, the perfect law of liberty that King David was talking yeah. about is that idea. You can't argue. This is the word of God. What you have put there is your opinion. Yeah. And therefore, this invalidates because it is man's opinion and it invalidates your doctrine. And yeah. for me, this, this freedom was in the idea of <laughs> you can't argue. There's no, there's nothing. I mean, you can still argue. You still have to battle against the world, and or not the world, but you know the principalities out there that are telling you yeah. that it isn't God's word or the other ideas that come up in man's life. Mm -hmm. You know, it's okay to do this. It's okay to do that. It's not okay to do this. You know, it's the clarity for you. The clarity for me. It's so freeing. It's like 
when you when you know the rules, mm-hmm. and someone says, "Well, what about this?" Mm-hmm. You say, "What does the scripture say?" Yeah, find it in the scripture. I will bend to the word of God. I will not bend to the doctrines of men. It's the freedom of having a, a biblical worldview and not having to listen to other people, and you actually get to go in and say, "This is what the Bible says, and this is what how I see my world." Right, right. I mean, yeah. it, and there's, there's, oh, there's that. There's, there's a little the, more to it. This but... is what I see, and this is my world. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's like it's not. It's really not for me personally. It's like this. It's uh, the argument that everyone always comes up is, mm-hmm. is, is what's in. If, if, if I don't actually do these worship practices. I'm not worshiping that God in my heart when the practice is clearly from the God. You wouldn't be doing the practice if the people who worship that God, or if that God did not declare that as yeah. a practice. Just because you say it's for something else does not mean that the practice is not of a different God. Yeah. What it, what comes of it, it's like, what's good in the world? Yeah. That has to come from God. You know, God is good, which is the very character of God. Yeah. So, that which is from God, like his scriptures, the word of mouth directly to Moses, to the Israelites, to the prophets, to all of them. To the prophets, and from his son Yeshua, yeah. or from him through Yeshua, because Yeshua is Yahweh, then there's it's freeing to say, what does that say? There is no argument here. Yeah. There is this is the final word, and anything beyond that is you know the rules, you know how to play the game, you study and you figure out how to best do those yourself, then you work on becoming better, becoming sinless. The Bible describes sin as transgression of the law. First John 2, 4. Yeah. So you're saying I can't make up my own rules to play football? You cannot make up your own rules to play football. But I'm not very good at football the way it is. That's... Can I not just change the rules? Mm, you should no. probably practice and get better. Mm, okay. You know? Well, that's a good idea. I mean, I mean, if you want to get, if you want to, if you want to be able to do it. Oh, but be sure while you're playing that football game that you're wearing the right jersey. Oh, that's true. Yep. Just saying. You don't want to be on the other team, especially if you're losing. <laughs> when Corinza and I first got together, or sorry, when my wife and I, hey Corinza, how you doing, babe? Um, when we first got together, uh, you can't we, tell we're trying to hide our significant <laughs> other's name. significant other's wife. We are failing miserably. Yeah, my wife has such us. a unique name. <laughs> it's difficult. There's only like 500 of them in the world. <laughs> anyway, you should, you should look up the statistic for my wife's name. That's true too. That's true too. It's named after. Her. Huh? She's named after a golden pig, pagan idol. Pagan idol. Oh an Emmy. An Emmy. Sorry, babe. Love you. Love you too, sis. <laughs> but no, okay. Anyway, you're, you're messing up my story. <laughs> Sorry. When we first got together, we weren't like pushing into, say, a quote unquote religious. I hate the title religious, but we weren't moving towards a more spiritual or religious way of living towards Yahweh in that way. But as we were secular, we were a house divided. And what I mean by that is. She, her entire family were uh, alumni from one college and my entire family are from the state college, which are their biggest rival. Okay, okay, okay. we're from Oklahoma. Okay. Yeah, I know what you <laughs> mean. Yeah, Bedlam, Bedlam. Bedlam. Bedlam stuff. And it was, and actually... Bedlam battle going on. I've got this thing on my front porch, that thing out there that says welcome. When you flip it around, it's orange and red and it says house divided on it. I never show that off because we don't, we don't, we're not in the football, but it was a house divided. And so I've used the example of saying 
if you're going to profess the name of the Sooners, don't wear a bright orange jersey. Yeah. Because that's the Cowboys. Mm. And the Cowboys don't like the Sooners, and the Sooners don't like the Cowboys. If you're going to be a Cowboy, don't put on a crimson and cream jersey. Mm. You know, look like you are part of the team you claim you're on. That has always been one of the bigger things. And there, I, this is just me, your guys' points are probably better. But for me, there's a freedom in that because I don't have to think anywhere else. I know what color the jersey is. I know what name is on it. You know, I know what my number is. And I try to figure out what my position is on the team, but I'm figuring that out as I go. Mm. But that's the body I want to be a part of. Yep. It's really good. Anyway, I mean, like that's, that. that's my stupid analogy. The I whole like football thing just came to me. I, don't I know. know. It was just like... With football. It's like football. came in my mind. It's one of the best and most watched American pastimes. I was going to say real football, but you know, I didn't <laughs> oh think you God. guys would be you able mean to Euro- connect you mean, with that. You mean European, European football? Football. Football. <laughs> hey, in England, it's called football. And the only reason Americans took it is like, hey, these, uh, these Brits, we took everything else from them. Let's, uh, oh my God. Let's, let's take the name let's of take their, the sport, name of their too. sport, too. You know who Ryan George is? Who? Ryan George. No. Okay, he's a very famous YouTuber, but he's got like these little mini like house. The, 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 one of his more recent ones is how sports got their name. Okay. And it's really funny. You'd love it. Uh, it, it he goes in and he, he mocks out football. Have you heard the soccer thing. one? No. Does, did he say it in the video? I mean, yeah, he mentioned soccer and football. Soccer, soccer because there was no name in America for it because they took football. Mm-hmm. It's actually a conjunction, which is a really weird conjunction for associated players. So soccer, associated sock, sock. S-O-C-C, oh. players, players, associated players, soccer. It's a really weird conjunction, but I did a, my, my senior paper was on the history of soccer. Well, they couldn't say like, they player. couldn't say like a soccer, a soccer, because a I mean, soccer player, a <laughs> soccer player, but yeah, that's where it came from. I mean, that's interesting. The, the history of soccer is very dark. Uh, it starts in England. It's very dark. Um, it, 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 with the one, it's a, it, it starts with the one round thing on a human's body. Oh my know, gosh. That is. Through the streets. It was a public activity. Yeah. <laughs> warring, warring towns would sounds like fun. go at it. Sounds, sounds pagan. And eventually, like, hey, maybe we should make this ball made of like, you know, leather. 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 And not someone's head that's all right americans decided to you know shave pigs and turn them into a really weird looking football really yeah. weird looking ball well i mean if you really think about it those pigs kind of look like a pigskin football if you, if you really look at it true it's kind of you know it's like that's wide what in they the were middle, made for that's right you know and it's it's just <laughs> a flying sausage <laughs> it all started american football if i can tell you it all started in germany <laughs> and around the and 1940s they started, fo- they started throwing pigs and they're like hey there's kind of some uh, symmetry to when you throw them <laughs> they kind of spiral they kind of spiral dude, dude, if, I see, a, if I see a pot belly like spiraling through the air in the backyard I'm gonna be like okay <laughs> getting back right. to your roots okay. that's where the idea of flying pigs comes from <laughs> this is fun I will when pigs fly fun oh, fact for you guys Tom Brady has gotten more people to date than anyone else pigs flying get it <laughs> <laughs> American football. What about American freedom? Do you think there's a difference between American freedom and biblical freedom? Mm-hmm. Be a good topic for discussion. Be a great topic for discussion. It might be an amazing topic for discussion. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe we should plan that out on Maybe episode three. three. 
Maybe, yeah, I think that'll be the next episode. Yeah. American freedom versus biblical, biblical freedom. freedom. Check George, us out on next episode of Recovering Babylonians. I'm just going to let you know who George Washington is. The real, the truth behind your founding fathers. He's a saint worshiper. <laughs> next episode. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us on this week of Recovering Babylonians. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. We loved filming it. Thank you guys so much for all the support you guys are showing us. If you're new, please hit the like button and hit the subscribe button. If you're old, continue to hit that like button. Thank you guys so much. We really appreciate you guys. Uh, go check out all of our social medias. All of the links will be in the description below. Uh, if you guys have any questions or concerns, contact us on those social medias or leave a comment on this video and we will do our best to respond. Thank you so much again for all the support you guys show us. We really appreciate you guys. And remember, stay on the road to recovery.